This next episode of Jazz, Jazz, and More Jazz. After the break, jazz. <laughs> this is the greatest intro for this yeah. for our I show. Think that was, I think that ever was happened. the intro. We'll just fade in on that and then cue the music. If you haven't guessed by now, we're here to talk about music. <laughs> Hi, everybody, and welcome to Something Old. Something New. Something Borrowed. Something Brewed. Um, we are a bi-weekly, if we remember, podcast <laughs> that uh, we talk about uh, old albums, new albums, borrow some albums from a guest, and then uh, crack a beer and shoot the shit. Uh, I'm Andrew J. Pytel. Uh, I'm Nick Lancaster <laughs> today. And uh, joining us, we've got some very special guests. Uh, we've got uh, comedians, podcasters, just entertainers extraordinaire. Uh, Mike Logan. Hey, what's going on, Mike Logan? And here. Garrett Elzinga. This is the sound of my voice. Um, <laughs> first time we've had two guests on, so we'll try and keep them wrangled, keep everything under control. It's very hard to keep us wrangled. <laughs> We're very good at getting off on tangents. <laughs> how, was the, uh, how was the drive down? Awful. <laughs> it was a really, lot of rain. It's really yeah. bad. We nope. had we were coming up on a guy who, uh, like, it was raining, which wasn't bad, and then it get it got worse. So then someone was slowing down, mm-hmm. and then threw his emergency lights on. Yeah, and then a guy behind him did the same thing. And they're like forty five on the highway. Sure, it's like everyone's going seventy behind you. Mm-hmm. That's just dangerous. So uh, I mean, yeah. I did throw him off the road. I careened right <laughs> into him. Yeah, yeah. it was a very he's was, dead now. We're it was here. A very textbook pit maneuver. Yeah, it was pretty. It was great. like watching GTA. It was. It crazy. was uh, and I you felt... guys were varying on time, so uh, you know. Well, those motherfuckers. Oh, are we didn't make say for the police. I mean. <laughs> I don't know if you know or not, if you can hear or not, but I am very black. I am not sticking around for the cops. This is a great opportunity for for a safety moment here. If you're listening to this and it just started raining, the first 15 minutes after it starts raining are the most dangerous. That's true. Because all the oil gets pulled up off the concrete. Oil slick. And uh, everyone just. true? Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Yeah. Not know that. (laughs) Learn that in driver's head. I was going to put a punchline at the end, but I kind of fizzled. I was like, nah, that's it. Oh, no. I haven't taken driver's head in almost 20 years. I have no idea. Yeah. I took it again yesterday. That's why I ran that guy off the road. I haven't, I haven't learned the rest of the class, but uh, yeah. I'm hoping to find out what happens in the next chapter. Don't drive people off the road. Oh, oopsie poopsies. Something about offensive driving, I think. Or is it defensive? Uh, I think you're supposed to be defensive. I think you treat everyone else like they're offensive and then you drive defensively. Nice. You know, I, drive, I, oh, I drive defensively offensively. <laughs> like I'm very safe, but also I just get incredibly angry. Well, yeah, the best defense model. The best yeah. defense is the best offense. I am right? like the Golden State Warriors of driving. <laughs> Only offense. Do not give a shit about defense. <laughs> how do you how do you how do you shoot a three while driving? Oh, it's very easy. You see what happens is I've got a moonroof. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a sunroof. Is there a difference? Well, it's a moonroof sunroof combo. Oh, it does both. 
<laughs> uh, Nick Lancaster has the uh, the honor this week of going first Did with Nick something Lancaster old. Nick himself in a third person. <laughs> <laughs> People who are listening to this for the first time are just going to be very, very confused. They don't know now. who the fuck is who at all. Yeah, it's none of us are real. Uh, this is just a Google <laughs> Deep Dream podcast that's been produced. String of answers. Nick is going to talk about... Uh, what did you bring today, Nick? So... Uh, I came up, I thought about doing this album, I think when we were talking about doing a new episode about a month ago, mm-hmm. uh, but it turns out today is exactly two years and one month to the day that Prince died. No. And, really? Yeah. April 21st, 2016 yeah. was mm-hmm. when Prince died. And, uh, I've been a Prince fan for a long time and I figured as a tribute, I would finally bring in a Prince album that I've been, I, I just been wanting to bring Prince into the show period. Mm-hmm. So I decided to bring in the Love Symbol album. Which uh, this came out in 1992, I believe. Prince was using the symbol moniker at this time. He was because like there's, the, it's just got the symbol on it, and there's like I don't think you can find Prince's name really. Oh well, other than the song "My Name Is Prince," which I think <laughs> I feel like it was I, that that song is him trying to reclaim his name based on the the label. You know, one night um, I was at a bar and um, with me, and I played all Prince on the jukebox. Not true, but half of the story. Okay. <laughs> one night I was at a bar and I was talking to an older gentleman, and I was talking about how much I really enjoyed Prince, and he's like, "You're too young to know Prince." I'm oh. like, "Motherfucker, I'm 30." Well, at the time I wasn't 32, but uh, no. so then I go to the jukebox and I played six straight Prince songs and sang every word of all of them. Yeah. And the next day, Prince died. Uh, oh it's God. your fucking fault. You, you did it. You used, you used all the prints. You're supposed to save some for later. Like it was so. He, I read the next morning. I like first time. I was like, was it me? <laughs> I like to think that you just stared at that dude and didn't break eye contact either, as you did six songs back to back. I just see you going, sexy motherfucker. <laughs> well, what was when when I was looking into it for this recording? What was crazy about Love Symbol? Uh, I didn't realize is that Love Symbol is the 14th studio album by Prince. 14. Yeah, 92. Yeah, right. The 14th album. Having yeah. 14 albums is wild, let alone this was still pretty. This was before I was born. Right. And Prince has been relevant the whole time, and it's, yeah. he already had done 14 albums. How old are uh, you? Uh, old enough to party. <laughs> I, so was Drew Barrymore. <laughs> <laughs> Cocaine and abortions. Oh my God. Uh, uh, I, I am good. 25. 25. I'll be 27 in eight days. Woo! I'm uh, the old man in the room. <laughs> wow, these oh, guys, you guys both look better than I do. Yeah, for some reason, I was just looking at Cosby. Too soon. Too soon? <laughs> too soon. <laughs> I mean, since the 80s? Because that's when they started doing that shit. <laughs> oh, Camille. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. So, what do I have to say about this album? I mean, I, I think for some Prince purists, this is like past his golden years. Like, I don't know. I think I remember seeing, I, I saw like an Instagram post from Questlove. And like, he his Prince... Loving basically goes until like 1988. What is what wow. are the what are the songs on this album? Uh, My name is Prince. Uh, Sexy MF. Uh, the Morning Papers. Great. Uh, 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 I I really like Three Chains of Gold and the song Seven, mm. which I actually I have like the the I found the CD single of Seven that has like seven different mixes on yeah. it. Yeah. Like, but uh, I don't know if there's like a huge huge hit off this album. God, I think Seven was the biggest one. Yeah, because that's the only one that I've seen that's really like released as a single. Yeah. But I mean, when I first started listening to Prince, like, God, around like 2009, I want to say, because like for the for a long time, I was like this classic rock purist kid who's like, it's only Black Sabbath and Led Zeppelin and <laughs> Deep Purple. And that's all I listened to. 
And then I don't know. I, I I found out that Prince was a good guitar player, and like that's all I cared about was like guitar solos, guitar <laughs> solos. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, Prince is actually a pretty good guitar player. And then I found this album at like a secondhand store, and I knew nothing about it, but I recognized the symbol, so I was like, oh, I'll check it out. And it turns out it's really really good. Uh, so I guess let's let's play a clip real quick. Uh, oh boy, I don't know which one I want to do. I mean, let's just start it out with sexy MF. Let's uh, let's start there. This was like before right before prince like turned jehovah's witness and stopped swearing <laughs> so like it it was kind of weird to hear like prince actually swearing because on pretty much everything after this he doesn't at all so, really well yeah. he still has uh pussy control on uh the gold experience that's from true 95 is pussy swearing though well he says a lot of like that has, oh that's true that song they had it uh chaos and disorder was 97 and i think that had a parental advisory sticker too yeah but yeah He's got he's such a he's such a fucking weird dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, here is Sexy MF from uh the Love Symbol album by Prince. Okay, so we just put it li- at the end, put it in here. We Who just knows? we just listened to that song. For real, honestly. Sexy motherfucker. I love that uh rap in the middle of the oh, song. Oh yeah. Cuz it's like I don't know if it's because of just the way that it was pressed, but I can barely understand what he's saying. Right. Cuz they have the It's white. No, no, no. Yeah. It's, yeah, I just can't this interpret. Like, this dude, is like I can't so, interpret like, rap at all. Garrett, Garrett, we're not supposed to say that. This is no, no. This is like some Yanni and Laurel shit right now. <laughs> like, <it won't> register. <laughs> See, what we're hearing is Yanny. completely different. Yeah. Yanny. What we're hearing is Laurel. I'm a criminal over and over. Again. <laughs> oh, that's what I heard. Yeah. I was like, I mean, he rhymed criminal with criminal. That's uh, interesting. Oh, West. I must be <laughs> uh, yeah, I've always just found that weird. I'm like, his verse is fucking great but it's like all the music is so much louder and then the yeah. other guy uh shaking that ass shaking that ass the very it's like first... much higher yeah. than his rap <laughs> I, like, <laughs> just listen to the song yeah I mean, you no that's it. like when i first listened to that album i was like oh this is pretty cool and i was like oh he's he's saying that he's saying the f word but he's not like being super loud about it yeah and then right at the end that booming voice just comes in and i was like i'm pretty sure i was listening to it in my room or, or like at, at the computer and i just quickly was like turn the volume down whoa like didn't want my parents to like what are you listening to <laughs> it's prince oh yeah. okay yeah oh prince is fine i love prince yeah He's yeah awesome. the 1999 guy <laughs> played the super bowl in the rain he'll sorry, fuck you in a mom. little red corvette that song's about whores <laughs> i remember the good old days when he just sang about raspberry berets i love how oh every fucking, the first like the first like 10 prince hits were just about fucking like, oh, absolutely. Yeah. He's the most creative individual ever because, like, every song sounds different, but it's like, oh, oh, this is still about fucking. That's People actually are... my my pinned tweet right now, and it's like the most popular tweet that I've ever done. Which it is was, most people's pinned tweet. It, yeah, obviously. <laughs> but it just said, I think this Prince song is about sex. <laughs> A big thing, though, is pre-internet, you have, to, you have to remember to never underestimate people's ability to pretend that maybe it's not about sex. Yeah. And to try and just bend their mind. I was in, my, I was in the car when I was a lot younger when my mom was, was talking to my sister about, like, this music is just not appropriate. And like would put on like Springsteen, and then it was like like wrap your hands around my engine, and it's like that's his dick, mom. <laughs> I think my favorite, think about it. My favorite example of any old person ever bitching about like how vulgar music is. I'm like, have you ever listened? To I want to hold your hand by the Beatles. Like, that song is just about sex. <laughs> What's that? It it's from Freaks and Geeks, I think, uh, where Linda Cardellini's character wants to go see the Who. 
And then the mom and dad are listening to Squeezebox. Is that is that that show? Pro- I wouldn't be surprised. It sounds right. Oh, I feel like it is. And then the, the dad just freaks out. And she's like, no, it's just about a, a accordion or whatever the fuck. Sure. <laughs> cut, cut that out. That was stupid. <laughs> well, well, I mean, that was like a big thing for Prince back in like the, the mid-1980s. Uh, I'm, I'm also a huge Frank Zappa fan. Mm-hmm. And so sort of one of my early experiences with Prince was like the, the record labeling hearings in the 1980s. So what happened was Tipper Gore, uh, wife, former, yeah, (laughs) yes, uh, she's awful, Uh, wife of Al Gore, she bought her daughter Purple Rain for like her birthday or Christmas or something Mm -hmm. like that, because it's got Let's Go Crazy and it's got, you know, and what Tipper Gore didn't realize was that on side B was a song called Darling Nikki, (laughs) where the first few lines of that song are, I met this girl named Nikki, I guess you could say she was a sex fiend, I met her in a hotel lobby masturbating with a magazine, Mm. and Tipper Gore... yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's uh, there's no misinterpreting that one. I don't yeah, think. Yeah, no. And Tipper Gore lost her mind about this, mm-hmm. and and started these hearing because she was married to Al Gore, who was a senator at the time. Who, by the way, Al Gore, great guy. Yeah, Tipper Gore, piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're divorced now too, but. <laughs> But uh, yeah, take that Tipper. But uh, <laughs> her fucking name's Tipper. Yeah, Tipper she, Gore. Was she a dolphin? What is that even when you listen to this episode, because I'm even sure rich, of. powerful people listen to this this podcast. <laughs> Fuck you, Tipper Gore. This she's is how just, we go viral, guys. Yeah, she's listening. She's like, it's short for Tipperina. She's Come gonna start, she's gonna start like explicit labels on podcasts now. She's like, they said some mean things. We were supposed to label we, on our podcast. We do have an explicit yeah. label on this podcast, also. That's true. But so Thank anyway, God. like long story short, like. Frank Zappa testified about like censorship and record labeling, and it, it kind of backfired because after like they 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 didn't really pass any legislation, but like it was strongly encouraged for the record companies to put explicit labels on their stuff. But it's like they didn't even have to. But wow. after a while, like labels were just like this is actually just kind of a a, a, a labeling of like you're not supposed to listen to this. Yeah, and so everyone's just like, oh, cool. That means it's hardcore. Yeah. The yeah. parental advisory sticker has got to be the greatest device ever created for music. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's funny the way that worked with video games. Also, the self regulation of rating and the parental advisory thing have have actually increased sales of more adult material and yeah. gotten like yep. controversy is always good oh, yeah. for marketing and. But the whole time during that whole debacle, Prince was like, I think Prince was suing someone else for using his likeness on like a, 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 a stuffed animal. Probably. Or no, yeah, it was like the, suntan uh, oh yeah, lotion the, or some shit. No, I, I had the Prince beanie baby. Yeah. <laughs> you think that one's worth something now? You yeah. squeeze its belly and it says, sexy motherfucker. <laughs> but yeah. You squeeze its ass and it goes, ow. <laughs> Prince could care less this whole time, which uh-huh. I think is amazing. I think it's weird. The idea of like censorship on music is like, if you don't like it, just don't listen to it. Like, why well, do you gonna stop someone else from wanting to listen? It's to all it? about the kids. Like, they don't want their kids going well, out. Don't and let getting your something. fucking kid listen to it. Well, yeah. here's, here's the thing. It's about like, I don't want to have to do the work to find out exactly. what I should let my kid listen to. So my, same with movie it's ratings. Not good. It's my not daughter. Good. Yeah. My daughter listens to popular music. She's seven years old. She listens to popular music and watches mm-hmm. movies and stuff. What's popular seven year olds right now? She just likes mainstream. music Is it Prince? No, <laughs> it's like it's like the, it's the shit you don't listen to. It's oh, like okay. it's like fucking uh, Justin Bieber, uh-huh. uh, Nicki Minaj, uh, Cardi like, B, like that kind of stuff. Oh, Cardi B, yeah. And she's That's like, she listens to stuff that like has bad language in it, but she knows it's bad language. Mm-hmm. She doesn't repeat the language because we tell her, like, you listen to this music, but don't say what they say. Mm-hmm. Also, she's seven, doesn't understand some of the references. Sure. If you just fucking talk to your guy, that's the thing yeah. about people, like parents who want to like censor their things from their kids. If you would just take the extra step to talk to your kid about stuff, yeah. it wouldn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah. 
But you don't want to do that. You want to just like you want to be able to be like, here, play this. What's on it? I don't care. Play it. Like just fucking talk to your kids. I've, I've honestly found as an adult, I I can't retain information. Like if someone tells me what to do, I can't retain it unless they tell me why to do it. Like if I get a new job oh, and, they're, are, yeah. and they're like, oh, do this. I'm like, well, why though? And they're like, because that's what it says in the handbook. I'm like, yeah, but why though? <laughs> I literally can't retain it or yeah. understand the information. Yeah, and that's, I feel, how, that's how I feel every like kid is. That's how kids yeah. are. And if you explain why, then the kid, you know, I also I don't have children, mm-hmm. so don't. I'm just agreeing with you because you have kids. Yeah. Well, right. one or kid. you have one kid. Pretty sure. Yeah. Well, yeah. Kid. I mean, did you did you see that uh, that controversy with YouTube not too long ago about like which one? They've been in a lot the right. last year. Oh, the kid, the the the, the, the children's content yeah. that like the algorithm got gamed by this company, and so it was just like this one company had multiple YouTube channels that would make like two or three videos a day, and it was all just like word stew, like Elsa, Spider Man, Avengers, pregnant, like. Pregnant. Like finger time, like the finger time, finger finger time, puppet. finger it was like a finger puppet song. It was like all these like like Peppa Pig, finger it was Prince. All, it was just saying these words over and over. The again? the titles of the videos were just all those words. Oh, okay. And oh, so what would happen keywords. is you would start watching one video, and then YouTube's algorithm would put that in the autoplay. And oh, so shit, yeah, they got that SEO. So it's like all these videos would just start autoplaying, and it's like. It's like almost like stock cartoon characters. Like they're 3D models that I think you just buy. And it's just like completely like fabricated scenarios like Spider-Man and Elsa like giving birth to a kid. It's like it's really, really weird. Yeah. 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 It was like but a that's big on deal. You, that's, a, that's the kid's YouTube. You yeah. Know? No, exactly. So it's like parents. Hi, <laughs> I'm Nick Lancaster of something old, something new, something borrowed, something brewed. Parents. Watch what your kids are watching. I don't know. <laughs> this is the way, so the way my dad handled the inappropriate uh, li- lyrics and music thing was, uh, you know, if it's used in an artistic way or because, like, that's where the lyrics emotionally bring it to, yeah. that's appropriate. Right. But, but here's the thing that happens is, like, a middle-aged white guy in the suburbs tends to not find anything that sounds black uh, artistic no matter yeah. what. And so that didn't even work out either because it was like, well, it's just nonsense. I'm like... Dude, it's rap. It's not nonsense. But yeah. He's like, it, fuck the four tops. You can only listen to Gordon Lightfoot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That could be the funniest thing I've ever said. I think I'm tapping out. <laughs> I right, let's, Gordon Lightfoot. All right, let's bring it back in. Let's, get, let's get another clip. Let's get another clip. Uh, I'm torn between Love to the Nines or the Morning Papers. I love the Morning Papers. Let's do that, that one. one's good. All right, so this is uh, the Morning Papers from Prince off of the uh, Love Symbol album. Well, Nick, um, <sighs> final thoughts, parting thoughts about this this Prince album. I know, and I know, you have a lot more to final say. Thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> I had, I had something that I was thinking about saying, and I don't remember what it was, and now I'm sad about that. Mm-hmm. What is your favorite Prince album? Oh boy, that's a hard one. Because mm. uh, I, I think I kind of went in the wrong order of Prince albums because, like, I started listening to stuff that he put out in like the. Like the early two thousands, before I listened to like the classic stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like I really like thirty one twenty one is really good, real good. Um, but I also really like Love Sexy. Like, yeah, that one. That one's. Uh, I need to listen to that more. I love Alphabet Street. Yeah. Glam slams on that one, right? Yep. Yep. And Anesthesia is really good. Yep. See, what's weird is I, I have a CD copy of it, but I haven't. Fa- I found it on vinyl, and it's really expensive. But have you heard of the Black Album? Yeah. So apparently, like. Prince wanted to release uh, the, this double album and Warner Brothers wouldn't let him. And so Love Sexy and the Black Album are basically companion albums with each other because mm-hmm. I think they share one song that's the same on both. Huh. But uh, yeah, I mean, 
that that kind of set up his like issues with Warner Brothers and like why he did this album under like his moniker and like had to change his name and all that. And like they released a bunch of stuff without he had to like con- he was contractually obligated to release X amount of material. So it's like the vault friends for sale was never meant to be released. And I'm pretty sure he didn't like that it was released because yeah. he didn't personally feel like it was completed material. Well, he he wanted to get stuff out so he could break his contract. Yeah. So then the, the next album he had without them or no, it was still on their label in association, I guess, was Emancipation. Right. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that was NPG started a new power generation. Let's crazy guy. <laughs> Let's end the Prince show with the Prince, the Prince show. show. The Prince show. The Prince show. Uh, That's got to be a song. That's got to be a song in the vault. Uh, let's just do seven. The big single. Uh, I love this song. My favorite part of this song is when like the chorus of voices go five or was it five? I don't know. They, they count down. They count down. They count, it's, like, it's seven. It's like Nick seven, six, five, song. four, three, two, one. I don't know. It's like, I think, you, I think you're thinking do. of a Creed song. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> As editor, I'm just going to com- completely remove all of that stuff. So you guys, you guys will be laughing at nothing. All right. Uh, here's uh seven by Prince from the love symbol album. And then we'll be back to talk about the newest, Shaggy and Sting album. Yeah, Shaggy the, and Sting the newest album? Shaggy and Sting. Oh, album. absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> that's what we're talking about next, guys. Good lord. <laughs> All right, here we go. Uh, I remember the thing I wanted to say. You guys have good taste. And one nice. of the many reasons that I'm mad at Prince for dying is <laughs> selfish much. <laughs> other, other than other than the fact that it was entirely preventable. Yeah. Uh huh. Um, he died, and every single record that he's ever made has just skyrocketed in price mm-hmm. to buy anywhere. Spotify, like, man. Well, I like... No, they don't have them all. They go through, like... Well, they just started getting them. They have because them all. His no, stuff just started getting released because before he died, none of his stuff was available he, on any of the streaming yeah. services. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Title has most of them. Does it? Well, yeah. it's, ah, it's not title. that... Title's also awful. Yeah. It's it's not so if much I was that, ever like... going to pay for that, it is not happening now. It's oh, not so much they lie about their uh, sales and shit. Oh god. Yeah, they're really bad about that. They are the the trump of streaming services. <laughs> we have a billion downloads. Fake a muse. A billion of them. This? They've got fake muse. Ick. This is fake music. This is so Nick Spotify? uh so between <laughs> Sorry guys, I'm no, sorry. Okay. Hold on. So between here they are currently the looking at the Spotify screen. There's a huge gap. Uh, and it appears oh. that and they are missing several Prince albums. All right. It's All not right. so much that I have a hard time finding access to it, it's that I like I like collecting physical media. Same here, I'm with you. And and I I mean I remember a time where I bought like I bought a flawless copy of uh Sign of the Times, $10. Yeah. Controversy with like a tour poster from 1981 and like a prince in a banana hammock in the shower poster. I was like 20 bucks. Mm. And now it's like every like shit ass copy of purple rain. That's been beaten to hell. Mm. It's like $50, please. I got real lucky with my purple rain. I have two copies. Uh, one of them was 10 bucks and then it didn't have the poster in it. And I was like, well, it's still the thing. But then I found another one for 10 bucks and it had the poster. So I'm like, well, cool. Now I have the original one that, and then like a reprinting or something. And I can I put think the poster the, in that first one. We have the exact same story because that same thing happened to me. It's fucking weird. And then you yeah. find it. Yeah, I'm, I'm always about collecting the, the mm-hmm. vinyl. I found a copy of Parade for like, I think it was like eight bucks. Yeah. 
Um, After I, he died, I got real lucky. Yeah. You know, part of me always, uh, when I see like vinyl culture and stuff like that, part of me really uh, is bummed out that I never got it. Like, I don't have any CDs. I don't have any mm-hmm. vinyl. I don't, I barely, all my stuff's digital. Mm-hmm. Like, I listen to Spotify. All my video games are on my PlayStation, yeah. on yeah, my I'm, DVD. And I, but I, I'm like, oh, I wish I could have that, like, that physical connection or something. But then I hear stories about, like, the stuff you go through just to get stuff. But it's all um, worth it, though. But it's also, this weird thing what, what I've started doing is, is it's the same story. Almost all my stuff is digital. What, what I've started doing to have that experience, though, is that I've been buying vinyl from bands that I see live that I like sure. um, because I don't want, like, I don't really need to get on, like, I have Spotify, right? So, like, I don't need to buy, you know, the, 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 one really good, the Hot Fuss by The Killers. I don't need yeah. to buy that on the vinyl. Really it's on. It's on. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I love them, but after that, it's like, Hot yeah, Fuss there's two really good album. songs on this, but like, I don't need that because I have that on everything. But when I see like a local band or a regional band and they've got vinyl, it's like, yeah, I'll buy this to support them. And also like yeah. now I have, I went to this show and they were really good live, but I don't need the U2 songs of Innocence album yeah. on oh, vinyl yeah. because <laughs> they just put it on my phone well yeah. no one needs that <laughs> you know that's a topical joke from like six years ago <laughs> everybody was pissed about that i have an android i've always I had give android. a shit it's about funny, that when that happened i was like if you guys listen to it though it's not that bad like it's not i never bad. did you know what that was though that was that was the first outcry against privacy violations where they were like i thought this was my phone that i controlled and it's yeah. like nah dude hey wait till i tell you about this thing called facebook that you've been using for like years before that album came out Ugh. so nick uh as is tradition you have to give a now that we've talked about how it's great and beyond <laughs> numbers how <laughs> how would you rate this album on an arbitrary scale uh this is it's completely arbitrary and yet it's so difficult i don't understand what's the what's the rate is the rate um it's whatever I whatever want. scale you want okay. whatever you know six pigeons out of we seven do that ducks with, uh, like we do stuff that like that podcast too. Here's, <laughs> here's what i'm gonna give the rating i'm gonna give the rating all seven all seven. That's good. That is good. All well done, Nick. Yes. All seven. So, All right, now we just watch them fall. <laughs> that uh, that's something old. Uh, for something new, if you if you've listened, if you're one of our loyal listeners who's listened to all this podcast, you'll notice a trend with me reviewing new albums has been that I pick something I expect to like. Uh, and it disappoints me, and then I I, I don't like it. Uh, so this time I thought I'd take it easy. Oh, I thought I'd take it easy on myself, and I picked something that I knew was going to be absolute trash. For those of you who didn't know, about three weeks ago, <laughs> Sting and Shaggy dropped a reggae album. Um, called- it's called Forty Four Slash Eight Seven Six. Which is the country code for the UK slash the country code for Jamaica. Oh. And even when I found out <laughs> I didn't that, know that when I found out there <laughs> the album covers Look at those awful. hogs. Yeah, here, no, those I, hogs. I'm gonna leave you space right now to pull out your phone. And if you're driving, if you're driving, you can ask Siri to do this, and I'll do it for you. Hey Siri, uh, search Sting and Shaggy album. And then look at the album cover. <laughs> I thought those numbers were Shaggy's age and Sting's age. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. Uh, that may be the funniest Steve thing. Steve is ever. just un- <laughs> he's this unkillable hell beast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, before, before we even before you even get into this album, I just, I'm, I'm reading. The first lyrics that come up for yeah. off Google Play Store. Uh-huh. I don't know what song this is or anything. It's totally out of context. But straight from Jumdung to London, ragamuffin we say, ragamuffin we would say, hey, style a style on a pattern, a pattern. 
Diddy, Donya, yeah, 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 Shaggy and Sting in a combination. Yeah. The fuck does that mean? Um, here's okay. I, got, I can't wait to hear Mike, it. <laughs> Mike, you gotta. It's reggae. Oh. It's reggae. Straight from the drum down to London reggae muffin. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh god. Uh, I can't so, how about the outfit? Um. So that's that's the story leading up to this, right? And um, I I. I, I've had a really, I've had a really bad week with this album because I wanted it to be really bad. I did, and while I'm not a huge fan of it necessarily, because reggae is not what I would listen to in my car. It is not so like I don't, you know, I don't have, a, I don't get high and have a Bob Parley. Bob Parley. <laughs> I love Bob Parley. That's the song. That, Bob that's Parley, the song. Marty. Bob, Bob Marley. Marley sounds like that neighbor who always wants you to come over for poker night. Hey, hey, you gonna come down for poker night? That's Bob Parley again. <laughs> my dad's at the Parleys again tonight. Uh, Bob Marley poster he in opens my the Parley parlor. Man, man, come on are... down to the party. That's what we call it the Parley parlor. That's what yeah, we call those, it. Those Parley kids are real pieces of shit over there. I swear to yeah, God, they're Bob getting... Parley. They're Parley. Parley's my fucking lawnmower one more time. <laughs> Go ask the Parleys for a stick of butter, why don't you? Uh, so, what do I put on my spaghetti? Not parsley. I put some Bob Parley on it, huh? huh? Oh, jeez. Okay, I've killed it. I was going to say Bob Marley poster in my dorm room. Those days are past me. Um, Speak for yourself. But, um, it it's not it's not bad. It's not bad. And, it's kind of hard to goof it, up reggae. I feel like yeah, and you, because. I I don't have a ton to say about this album because I don't feel like reggae is 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 so cultural and ingrained and there's a lot of meanings that I I talk to people who are really into reggae that they know that I know that I don't know and so I'm not going to try and analyze this or tell you if it's good reggae but it is it's it's fun it's and listenable it's I listened to it and it was like wow these guys are having fun and I feel like I'm having a little bit of fun it's like watching a bad B movie it's yeah okay. it's like yeah yeah or or um. It's kind of like when you're watching not a great sitcom, but like the characters are decently well developed. So even though the writing's not good, you're like, oh, he's happy. I'm happy. He's happy. Look, okay. Oh, Billy, Billy kissed a girl. Good for him. That's how I feel about this. Like Sting and, and the- Shaggy didn't make something that fucking sucked. And I'm like really happy for them. Billy <laughs> kissed a girl and the fake crowd clapped. All right. <laughs> you, know, uh, you, know who, um, you know who really cheered him on though? Bob Parley. <laughs> <laughs> so I think before, <laughs> any more ado we should jump into just what this fucking thing sounds like because I, I had no idea what this was going to sound like um i think the big single off of this which is where we should start is um uh don't make me wait which is a, it's just a really nice reggae love song by sting and shaggy <laughs> don't so. make me wait that sounds like rape <laughs> sounds like rape god damn it <laughs> oh my god that's the b-side don't make me rape also all these all these uh videos that i've seen are shot in jamaica and it kind of seems like a lot of what this album was for was just like giving back to jamaica which maybe is giving me a lens of this to to review it better than if it had just been clearly a for-profit venture which it still might be but it really seems like they talk about helping Jamaica a lot, and I think that eases my white guilt. <laughs> so here's Don't Make Me Wait by Sting and Shaggy. Yeah, so, I mean, I, it's it's kind of fun. It's kind of nice. Yeah, it wasn't bad. I when, when I read that Sting and Shaggy dropped an album, I was like, okay, it's The Onion. Oh, it's not The Onion. That's weird. Oh, it's it's a website I've never heard of. This has to be fake. Wait, no, this is a real album. And I, I did, like, the the five stages of grief 
Seven <laughs> stages of grief? I think it's five, right? Denial, ex- or acceptance is the last one. Yeah. This album added a stage Denial, of bargaining, um, a blue light sale, eating a bunch of donuts, and acceptance. <laughs> yes. I, <laughs> yes. Yep. Yeah, I just surprised that it, that it was pretty decent. And they seem like they're having a good time. Um, that cover, sh- that cover still is just the worst thing I've ever seen. <laughs> cover's real bad. They're on motorcycles, and if that, that song that does fucking, not sum up. What's that Dancing in the Streets, Mick Jagger and David Bowie? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, that cover reminds me of that video for some reason. Just, yeah. yeah. Like, I don't know why, but I just like the Have fact you watched that, the Dancing in the Streets without the music? Yes. It's the funniest it's like, thing I've ever seen. They're not good at dancing. <laughs> no. They're like, they're doing really bad at dancing. Just their feet shuffles. And the, yeah. whoever, you know the AR yeah. people who do that um, are fucking, it's like a guy and a woman who do that vi- those mm-hmm. videos, the, mm-hmm. the without music things. Yeah. They are so goddamn talented. Yeah. Like, do they, they do like all the ADR stuff to like, add, I'm guessing it's just like the video and the music, but do they add like sound effects? Yeah. In they, like, so they, they do take... all the ADR. Like it's not oh, really, okay. it's not really like if you, if you watch it, you think, oh, they just took out all the music. And no, stuff. but they, no. they do some Foley. Yeah. But it's not really, they, it's all Foley. They, it's, they it's, had footsteps and oh, doors that's amazing. closed. Like yeah. any physical interaction that would be happening, uh, <laughs> they do that. And it's, it's I think I saw really something good. similar, like a Marilyn Manson video. That's funny. It was like, it was a video where there was like a guy in like the sewers. And they was like, you know, acting all hardcore, but there was like no music. And it's it just, just sounded like he was drips. underground, like it was water dripping. And just like every time he moved, it just sounded like he was tap dancing. It's so, it so good. It uh, might be the same people. Nothing says intimidation like slosh, slosh, slosh. <laughs> Jesse Ventura. <laughs> so on the, uh, okay, here's the deal. <laughs> on the first song on this album, and I, I couldn't really track the lyrics super well, but looking at it, Sting calls reggae Shakespeare to the soul. Oh, huh. which like I'm Catering. not entirely sure if we're why pandering. you got a whitewash reggae like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Shakespeare's something a white guy could have made. Why don't you just call it or just be like reggae? Oh, this is reggae. This is music for the soul. Why you gotta compare it to something else? Man? Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> Fuck you, Sting. <laughs> it's not. It's it's not like you too, Tipper. You we didn't forget about you. You know what was really weird about this album? Researching it though, um, I never would have guessed this. This album did hit number one on the charts in a country. <laughs> and and do you guys each want to guess what country <laughs> you think Jamaica? this was? Not Jamaica. It's got to be like the United Kingdom, Australia, New Zealand. It was Germany. Germany. What? Well, David Hasselhoff's the usually. They only, got weird taste in music. The only number one uh, chart placement that this album got was in Germany. Weird. And I I don't know what's going on over there. What are they? Apparently, th- pretty weird. Yeah. That is think- a country that had um Nazis. So <laughs> what do they think? Sting is German. <laughs> You know, I guess I was talking about how part of this this music is helping to ease my white guilt. Maybe it's doing something for Germany also. It could. (laughs) Germany's just got guilt. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think uh, we should listen to one more clip from this album. Uh, I I think there is a self-titled song, which is 44876. Yeah, it's the first song on the album. Oh yeah, let's hear let's hear Sting tell us how he feels about reggae <laughs> in an expositional first song. On I wasn't why a sure reggae about reggae, but then Sting told me about reggae, yeah. and now I like it. <laughs> All right, here's, here's this thing. Forty four, like, like white mom thing to the way to get into reggae. <laughs> this, this album. <laughs> she goes to her office the next day, and it's like, well, today I get to choose music. I think we're all gonna get some culture in us. Okay. Oh, have you heard of Have you heard of Bob? Parley? <laughs> oh, you mean from accounting? Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 the music guy. Oh, oh, you mean Rob Carley. Yeah, yeah, he's a Why great do, guy. It's like an office space. Why don't you just go by Robert? <laughs> 
Sting is just the gateway drug into reggae. You know, I'm really yeah. into this rap music. Have you heard of this um, MC Escher? Have you heard of this guy? <laughs> <laughs> 44876. Buffalo Soldier is my favorite song about New York. <laughs> oh, boy. All right, play the clip, Sting and Sting and Jaggy. <laughs> Not a good it's one. like the opening of a movie that's like Americans traveling somewhere inside. <laughs> no, I think you're thinking of... Like send me on my way. <laughs> send me on my way. <laughs> This movie's going to be about a road trip. I can tell. I can tell. (laughs) I was just watching the Family Guy bit where... um, I haven't watched that show in years, but I'll see the YouTube clips pop up, and it's... uh, The show's still pretty funny. uh, Quagmire saying, like, the thing that every prepare you for in war is... uh, Fortunate son. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was on Reddit. uh, I'd hear it every time I was on an airplane or on a boat. (laughs) (laughs) It's just always playing. (laughs) (laughs) All right. You You got an arbitrary rating for me? Give me the give me the hot take. Back in it. I got I got yeah. I'm gonna give this album, which is I like surprisingly good. Uh, I really had intent on coming out guns a blazing. We could all make fun of Sting and Shaggy. We 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 still did, but we I I can't I can't call this album bad. It's not my cup of tea. Um, but I, I'd probably give it uh, 44 out of 876. <laughs> 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 we're gonna we're gonna take a short break. A great rating. <laughs> we're gonna take a short break, and then we'll be right back with the second half of the show with uh, Mike Logan and Garrett Elzinga and and what they've brought to the table today. <laughs> Hello, this is just Nick here. I'm kind of in the in the middle for the. All the stuff that you can do to like us and find us on social media. Uh, Thanks again for listening to episode 20 of Something Old, Something New, Something Borrowed, Something Brewed. We had a lot of fun with this one. Uh, Garrett and Mike were uh, were an absolute pleasure to work with. And next week we are going to be on their podcast called This Better Be Good. Uh, Andrew and I are going to go with them to see Solo, a Star Wars story, so we can talk at more length about our obsession with Donald Glover. Uh, if you want to find us on Facebook, we are at something old, something new, something borrowed, something brewed. Uh, Twitter and Instagram, we are at SOSNSBSB podcast. Um, the website is SOSNSBSBpodcast.com. Uh, you can find us all on Twitter. Uh, Andrew is at tweets by Andrew, which I think he says later on in the episode. Well, I'll say it again. And then I am at Nick J. Lancaster. Um, yeah, thanks so much. Uh, episode 20 is kind of a big deal. I uh, never would have thought we would have made it this far, but I'm very happy that we did. Uh, without further ado, here is the rest of the episode. All right, welcome back. Uh, it's probably only been like 58 seconds, but... <laughs> feels like a lifetime feels, to me. Yeah. Um, comedians out of Grand Rapids, Michigan, Mike Logan and Garrett Elzinger. Oh, so, we're hey, connected at the hip over here. I think uh, Garrett's going <laughs> to kick it off. Garrett, what did you bring to talk about today? I uh, I brought the album Led Zeppelin 3, the third Led Zeppelin album. Some people would think it's not the third. No, I'm kidding. I'm, <laughs> God, I'm an idiot. But uh, they're wrong, and it is. Led Zeppelin 3. Yep, 1970. Um, 1970, wow. Yeah. Is this like a, like a Fire Emblem situation where they released them differently overseas? That doesn't play as well. Is that like a Final Fantasy situation where they <laughs> released them differently overseas? In the UK, Led like... Zeppelin 3 is Led Zeppelin 7. Yeah. Yeah. Did you know? 
Uh, I don't think That's so. The, uh, I mean, no, well, didn't. the Beatles had a lot of weird things where it was yeah. like their yeah, the albums Beatles were four different. Was not my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> you mean uh, or, or meet? I think Meet the Beatles was like maybe their first one or second. It's so mm-hmm. strange. And then over uh, where they're from in the UK, it was like. Uh, yeah please please me i think that was uh yep that's what it was something but uh no led zeppelin it was so the first one was just called Led zeppelin self-titled then led zeppelin <laughs> 2 and then led zeppelin yeah. 3 and then uh that's the really fourth, what they named all their albums they, no, yeah. up until like led zeppelin really 4 right themselves. and then <laughs> 4 is uh it completely untitled there's nothing on it there's only stuff on the spine it's like those four symbols which is the four symbols that each band member picked so they just called it zoso or led zeppelin 4 or untitled or runes just there's a mm-hmm. bunch of different titles for it i think spotify calls it led zeppelin 4 yeah they yeah. do yep i think that's the general consensus that's yeah yeah no, fuck you, it's Zoso. Okay. <laughs> I think Zoso's the dumbest. No, Led Zeppelin 3 was the but... one that got really famous uh, after Immigrant Song was featured in Thor Ragnarok, correct? Yeah, yeah. that's that's the one. <laughs> um, yeah, really. Crushing I it. Yeah, I'm really proud. Those guys released so many albums after that movie came out. I have no idea how it happened. <laughs> uh, I, lo- I love this album mostly because. Um, so th- their first two albums came out in 1969. Uh, nice. forming out of the Yardbirds. Uh, they were going to go by the new Yardbirds, but then uh, the people that were in the Yardbirds were saying, uh, you can't take our name. Uh, so then Jimmy Page changed it to uh, Led Zeppelin. Do you know the story of why? Uh, yeah, because um, I think it, it was it Keith Moon. It was Keith Moon. It was Keith Moon that said they're, they're going to go over like a lead balloon, basically saying like they were going to sink. So then they, uh, they said, we'll go by Led Zeppelin. And then they fucking annihilated and crushed. Right. And then, so in 1968, I believe, they recorded the first album, released it in 1969, and at the end of 1969, they recorded er, and released their second album. And then their third one, they went away for a little while into, like, a cottage, uh, Bronny R, and then they recorded and um, wrote a bunch of demos for this album, and then they went into the studio and recorded it again. And uh, critics fucking hated this album because it's more acoustic based rather than the hard driving rock that the first two albums are. And I am more partial to acoustic music. I love acoustic so much. And that's why this one is really good to me. Of all, because like, like I, like I said earlier on the show, I'm one of those like 70s purist kids of all, because like I burnt myself out on Led Zeppelin hard. So did I. And of all the albums of theirs that I can still listen to and be like, okay, I, this is still good to me. It's like Led Zeppelin 3, Houses of the Holy, yep. and uh, Physical Graffiti. Physical Graffiti, for sure. I'll even go back and listen to Presence. Yeah, uh, Achilles Presence. Last Stand. It's so good. And and that, and funny thing about Presence, uh, which is their seventh album, um, not Led Zeppelin Seven. Uh, <laughs> it's their seventh album. That one's fascinating because Robert Plant, the lead singer, was just in a car accident, so he records the entire album in a wheelchair because he has like a, his leg in a cast. And then Jimmy Page um, did all of the overdubs for the guitar parts in forty-eight hours because the Rolling Stones were going to come into the same studio in two days to record their next album. God. I don't know if it was Exile on Main Street or what, but yeah. It's something I can't remember, but you know a lot about music. I know a lot about Zeppelin. I'm a really <laughs> yep. big Zeppelin head. Uh, mm-hmm. And is uh, there not a is there not a better term for that Zeppelin head? I feel like there's probably a really like catchy thing. I feel like it would be, be calling uh, yourself well Head Zeppelin. Zeppelin. 
Head Although, Zeppelin. I don't know. They're Led very Boys. literal with the, the album titles, so maybe it's just Led Zeppelin fan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Led Zeppelin fan one. Led Zeppelin fan two. <laughs> All Un- Led Zeppelin untitled. Four thousand nine hundred sixty-two. What was that? What was that Shaggy Sting album? What was it? Led Zeppelin? It's a really, it's a really clever tribute to Led Zeppelin that they did in that by <laughs> naming funny. it. Oh yeah. Well, yeah, I, I, I can under, I don't, I, I sort of understand why people are mad because like it starts out with immigrant song, which is like very, very, which dr- is like their hardest rocking song to date. Yeah, um, and then it goes right into like acoustic stuff. Yeah, and then you get to since I've been loving you, which is like a good like blues great blues, jam. which is a throwback to you know if you're going with their uh, album since I've been loving or uh, Jesus Christ, uh, babe, I'm gonna leave you. That's kind of like uh, like ah, that's of- more folky. It's not really blues. There is a guy peeing out this window right now. Holy shit. Yeah, he is. He shaking that dick back that guy and forth. Just super Hey everyone listening at home. Uh this is the I, we didn't I, I was gonna say it in the introductions time, but I didn't. We're coming at you from the historic vine neighborhood of Kalamazoo, Michigan. And historic means that like no one fixes anything and there's a guy peeing outside the window. Right so outside. Set some ambiance. <laughs> that was so crazy. I did so not crazy. plan on seeing a penis today. <laughs> that was, wasn't all my of own. Us rushed to the window to see it. <laughs> yeah, we all rushed to see that. Ooh. We're like, what? Hey, can, we, can we take it back a few minutes so that when we're talking about Led Zeppelin album names, I can say I liked Led Zeppelin for A New Hope. <laughs> can we just like cut that. that in? No. <laughs> Led Zeppelin for A New Hope. That's good. Uh, what do you want? What do you want to... Throw at them, throw at the audience. I mean, you can start uh, right with Immigrant Song, I think. I think that would be a good one to kick it off. From uh, absolutely Thor Ragnarok, also School of Rock. <laughs> From yep. the Thor Ragnarok well, soundtrack. See, that's the thing. is like <laughs> Thor School of Rock. <laughs> Pretty famous song. I, think I would told, watch that. So Andrew told me that, that like, I would watch that. <laughs> they play Immigrant Song like a bajillion times in Thor Ragnarok, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, that's because like Led Zeppelin very, very rarely gives out licensing to their music to be yep. in films. So it's like once they got a hold of it, they're like, oh, we're going to put this in here like five yeah, times. It definitely, I mean, that was the driving song in the trailers too. It worked too. It really yeah. worked in the film. Yeah, mm-hmm. I got to see that movie. Anyway. Yeah. You've never seen it? What? <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. Here's Immigrant Song by Led Zeppelin <laughs> on Led Zeppelin 3. Bye. So yeah, Led Zeppelin 3, right? Mm. <laughs> so that was Immigrant Song. Wow, that song was long. <laughs> <laughs> we riffed and ranted. Uh, yeah, Led Zeppelin 3. Immigrant Song. Great. <laughs> uh, That's all I got. It's just so hard rocking. I like it. Right. Uh, I was always a fan of the song Tangerine. <laughs> Tangerine. You chose this album, Garrett. I, uh, I played Tangerine at my middle school talent show. Oh, my God. I played Tambourine at my middle school <laughs> talent show. The Prince song? I, Come on, guys. Full circle. I drank Listerine in uh, middle school. I still drink that. It was not at a talent show. <laughs> I heard it get you drunk. <laughs> you be fucking fat bitches in no time. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Well, that, that's actually that's perfect because this is going to be a, a long episode. So yeah, I mean, if if you're good on Led Zeppelin three, what? <laughs> uh, that's the way is my uh, one of my favorite songs yeah, of uh-huh, all time. Uh-huh, that's yeah. I can play uh-huh, that one as well. Uh-huh. I'm a guitar player, so I uh, that song that one it's kind of sad. It is, uh, but I think the music is so mellow that it kind of um, doesn't make you really focus on the lyrics, maybe. Yeah. But uh, I, and also coming from a guitar background, I play that one. Mm-hmm. It's also in an alternate tuning, which is really fun to play. Yeah, Jimmy Page kind of did that a lot with some stuff. Yeah, a lot. Yeah, absolutely. Let's let's play a clip from uh, That's The Way, and then we will segue into talking about Mike's album. Uh, so here's That's oh, The Way from Led Zeppelin 3. 
go. So, Garrett, uh, as, as we've talked about earlier, uh, we're going to ask you to, to rate this album in some sort of arbitrary way. Oh, man, I think i got to give it all three. Man, we gave three, all seven. We're three for four. <laughs> all three. With having numbers. Yeah. That are like, <laughs> it doesn't even have to. All three. All three. Okay, that's, yeah, so that's Mike, a good three luck out of yours. ten from Garrett. He oh, hates God, it. I've got one. Okay, I've, okay, I've, okay. I got one all loaded up in the tank. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, Mike, you're yes, up. me. Um, Let's bring it on home. I feel like... Um, Let's take hey, it out back. And, oh. Shoot it in the face. <laughs> All right. <laughs> the album I brought today, today this afternoon now, um, uh, Awaken My Love by Childish Gambino. It is Childish Gambino's second to last studio album, according to him. Um, it came out in 2016, I think. Yep. Um, and it's his, I believe it's his fourth, well, third studio album. Yeah. yeah. Um, not counting his mixtapes or EPs. Mm-hmm. Um, and in my opinion, it's his best one. Um, I think he takes a lot of, he takes a huge, 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 huge leap in this album. Not only creatively, but vocally, uh, mm-hmm. musically. Like he's doing things in this album that rappers, quote unquote, weren't doing ever at the time. Well, yeah, at, at and a he glance. essentially created a neo soul funk album. Like it wasn't yeah. even like it's not yeah. rap. Like it's definitely not rap. And I know a lot of people. He got a lot of backlash from his fan base when that came out because people were just like, "This isn't rap. This isn't Childish Gambino." Right. Uh, the irony of anybody telling somebody an artist who they are uh, mm-hmm. is lost upon them, apparently. But, um, <laughs> and I love it because right now, obviously, everybody's everybody's talking about "This Is America," mm-hmm. and the thing that bothers me is that everyone loves the song "This Is America" and about its commentary on black culture in America and black imagery in America and the, everything about Black America and everyone loves it. They're like, he's a genius. And "Awaken My Love" is an entire album of that, and yeah. nobody bought it. Mm-hmm. Like it, it debuted at number five on the oh, Billboard really? charts. It uh, it was the fourth highest selling album that week. Um, I didn't know that. It didn't do that well. I, I know that I live in, in a bubble with where we live in Kalamazoo is is where all the young people live. And sure, it's yeah. like the the fresh out of college age and like it was the it was what everyone was listening to at parties. I I know a bunch of people who have it on, on vinyl. It was mm-hmm. listening in everybody's Fuck car. Right up. And I didn't even think that like, oh yeah, maybe outside of that area. It's Michigan, right? There's a lot of Michigan that probably didn't listen to So much Michigan that didn't listen to this. I feel like I saw an interview with Donald Glover where he's like, hi, it's me, like Troy from Troy and Abed in Redbone. Like that, like, <laughs> like, <laughs> he said that um, he said that on SNL. That's yeah. what it was. Yeah, he, that's said, what it was. Um, he said, you know me from uh, Community and... He said, you know me from Community, and the black people know me from Redbone. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's what he said. But, um, but yeah, it's just, and it sucks because, like, the album, every song is pretty important, except yeah. for maybe uh, uh, California, which is, um, which is the one song that's really weird. So, like, every song is unique. Like, he has mm-hmm. a different voice in all the songs. Mm-hmm. Right. Which, um, I, you can tell that he did some sort of vocal training between... Uh, his last album, which was uh, Because of the Internet. Yeah. And then Awaken My Love, because his voice is amazing in this album. He does falsetto better than anybody I've heard do falsetto mm-hmm. in a long time. And then he also just does all these weird things where every song sounds like a different artist, even mm-hmm. though, again, he has no features on this album, which is yeah. also rare for like any kind of contemporary black oh, yeah, nowadays. Well, Otherwise, as, a contemporary as, and nowadays. As a different. marketing <laughs> tool alone, like featuring people is a very important thing. Even yeah. if it's not super important to the music, like, let me get another name on this so people will listen to it. Yeah. But so the progression of albums, um, when Camp came out, right, it was like, 
hey, Donald Glover, you know, the guy from from Community, and then like, oh, yeah, you know, did you know he wrote for 30 Rock? He did a rap album. And then because the internet, it's like, Childish Gambino is a rapper. Mm-hmm. And then you get to Redbone, and it's like, no, no, like, people still might call him a rapper, but it's like, he's a musician, right? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a whole, he, he exploded. He didn't come out with a really good rap album necessarily people thought he was going to do. He did something beyond what I ever expected, at least, of just like, this is good music. Yeah and intense and real and you can hear how much he cares and everything he's doing with it and you so you're you're a stand-up comedian so you've probably watched some of his stand-up before right yeah i've always been sort of taken back by how starting with his uh Derek comedy stuff you watch his progression he he progressively gets tighter and tighter and you can tell that smaller and smaller things are choreographed and like like smaller and smaller bits aren't him just being himself it's like oh no this is all part of a character or an act or what he's doing and he just like went into a, a music studio that I could tell and just like got really good at everything so he could yeah. do everything exactly how he wanted to it's like prince well, when, like he, Prince, it when blew he, me away. When he first started making music, the only reason he made, the only reason he himself recorded his own rap mm-hmm. was because he wanted to produce, but nobody would rap over his um, his music. Mm-hmm. Like he had all his music, this music and stuff. He'd chop it around, nobody would want it, so he would just rap it on himself. And then he would release some of his mixtapes and EPs and stuff. And then he started to get an underground following. And mm-hmm. then I remember, I think he opened for Wu Tang Clan in 2013. Yeah, Damn. and that's oh, when he started to take off. Uh-huh. Was when he did that, and so. I think he got kind of pigeonholed for a minute, like where it's like, oh, he's a rapper. This guy's a rapper. So yeah. he made like three rap albums. Um, yeah. The last one, um, um, because the internet was kind of towing the line of rap and R&B. Sure. But Donald Glover, as anybody who has followed him his whole career or just not getting into him, has never stayed in one kind of mode. He's no. always on to the next thing. Mm-hmm. He's oh, on 30 yeah. Rock. He's a, one of the best writers on that show. Left that show. He's on Community. Community had its ups and downs, yeah. but I would say it was very strong his fifth season. He left halfway through that season. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's just one of those guys who I feel like he's so creative that the second he has an idea, he does it. Mm-hmm. He doesn't give a shit about like what anybody else thinks is gonna be about it. Like the fact that he's announcing his next album is gonna be his last one, despite the fact that he's probably the most popular he's ever been in his career right now. Mm-hmm. And he's still sticking to his guns that the next album's gonna be his last album. And someone said someone asked me, they're like, Do you think he's gonna do another album after that? I'm like, no. Because I feel like he's the kind of guy who, when he says something, he just does it. Well, I've always interpreted that statement that he made, though, that he said the next album will be the last Childish Gambino album. People would so, say he might do a new uh, moniker and come yeah, out Yeah, I that. thought he'd do the Bowie thing. And because, like, well, I thought I read somewhere at, that he, like, he, he got his name from, like, the Wu-Tang, Wu-Tang Clan, Clan name, name generator. generator yeah. And I don't think he thought that it was going to blow up in the way that he did. So I think now he feels like he's stuck with this name that... He's he's always kinda, said... It's kind of silly. He said he he 100% regrets doing that. Yeah. Like, he's <laughs> always said that, like, if he would have known he would have had a successful career, he would have put thought into what, right. what he would call himself. If you look at the larger picture, too, as one big performance, it's kind of just, like, he's going from, uh you know, like, freaks and geeks, like, childish mm-hmm. references to... Uh, what's happening now with This Is America and what's happening oh, on, on Awaken My Love. Immensely, it's, yeah. It's, it's, we're getting a character going all the way, and maybe his plan for the next thing is to take that to the extreme, and then after that he wants to drop the moniker. I've always said to just like just make an album that maybe doesn't have the pressure of being what does Gambino do after <laughs> whatever's after Awaken My Love. Maybe yeah. he gets to step back and just like make another rap album. Speaking of his of- maturing, I think I'm pretty sure there's a line in Because the Internet where he, he rhymes... Uh, I've seen everything like John Mayer's penis hole, so I think <laughs> I think he's matured a little bit yeah. in, in like the coming years. Yeah. 
What is a? Um, oh god! I think one of my favorite one of my favorite lines uh, from any Cambino song is um I can't remember the name of the song right now, but it's a line where he's just like um ain't nobody sicker in my Fisker vroom vroom ho, and then you hear like an engine revving like vroom vroom, yeah, 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 yeah. and then he cuts the song. He's just like Fiskers don't make noise just when they start up, just so you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I I remember the first the first song I heard uh was was uh Freaks and Geeks a long time ago, and it's like. What stuck with me was uh, he re-released that EP with Freaks Geeks on it actually eh, on Spotify. Is, um, an elephant never forgets because my no, an elephant never forgets. So my dick remembers everything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's I was funny. like, what the fuck, dude? Oh, what is um? Oh shit. Um, fuck dead air. Talk about something else. Talk about. Uh, and he also says, "Ee e coming on her face." Now that's poetry in motion. And I was just like, <laughs> "What the." Or like, like I've got five on her like Ben folds. I like that one too. Like the the a lot of people, a lot of actually some of the the commentary I heard on Awaken My Love that was people who didn't like it as much as they thought they were going to was like, oh, I liked I liked his his you know his tight rhyming, his like references. They liked the geek sort of like nature of blurred. Like, yeah, like we're talking Too about fly Star Jeff Wars. Goldblum like. Yeah, really hitting like what's on the bubble of to be cool on Reddit and stuff like that. Yeah, and it's like why I I wanted more of that and not whatever this is. And it's like, well, sorry, this is more challenging. Maybe it isn't super easily digestible. Uh, but but even it kind of is. Like it's easy to listen to. It's good sounding. I R&B. feel like it's easier to write. This is, this is not. I don't mean this to sound insulting, but I think I feel like it's got to be easier to write "Awaken My Love" than it is to write all of his other three albums because "Awaken My Love" is just like a commentary on what's happening yeah. to him. Whereas the other albums are like he's trying to be funny and referential, mm-hmm. and like that seems like so much harder than just writing what you're living through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, maybe that's why his his scope expanded too beyond that. Like he did all that, and he just he not he just but like and he wrapped it, and he did this album, and it's. Uh, it's 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 a musical experience almost. You listen the whole thing all the way through. Yeah. It's not necessarily a concept album. It's not following a character or whatever. It's not telling a story. But in in essence, it's you know it's setting a sonic landscape for him to do commentary, and he holds that all the way through. Yeah. Um, that was that's my only my only knock on Awaken My Love really, and it's not necessarily a bad thing. Is just like you can tell, like. The songs don't all sound the same, but they yeah. all sound similar enough that you're like, oh, this is off of Awake My Love. It's very it's a running theme. Yeah. 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 Which which is necessary a lot of time, right? You want to yeah. sound like who you are. You want to know, you know, the era of your music. But it was just like, okay, yeah, it's it's I can tell when it'd come on Spotify, I'm on my place, but oh, I know exactly what this is off of, even if I haven't heard this song yet. Um, should we start with a song? <laughs> oh, I, was, no, I was just gonna say, all right, well, I mean, let's 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 uh let's give him a taste. Let's do um I, I'll go with Boogeyman. Yeah, all right. Um, that's a fucking great song. All right, here's Boogeyman off of uh, Awaken My Love by a Childish little context, Gambino. A little context to Boogeyman little context. for you to listen to. <laughs> um sorry, I just really it's, love it's this song. Like, like, <laughs> oh, Boogeyman is um this is for anybody who loves This Is America. Because this song basically boils down to the fact that um black people are the boogeyman uh to white people, despite the fact that like when a cop, when a black kid gets shot by an arm or by a, by a police officer, the cop has a gun, but for some reason the cop is frightened of a black mm-hmm. person. So the idea is like with a gun in your hand, I'm your boogeyman. We're gonna come and get you. So the whole idea is like, make, it's ironic that you have a gun pointed at me, but you mm-hmm. feel unsafe in a situation where I should feel the one who's unsafe. But yeah. I look like the boogeyman. So boogeyman, sorry. Yes, boogeyman. Boogeyman. That was boogeyman and nothing else. <laughs> That's it, just boogeyman. We do so much talking while these socks are playing. This- 
Like for you, it's like we're in interstellar right now. Yeah. Like for you, the audience, <laughs> this, is, this is time dilation. For you, the audience, uh, two and a half minutes have passed, and for us, it's been twenty minutes. Yeah, we're, we're we're an hour into this show, and we've been recording for over two. So <laughs> <Wow. yeah. laughs> you guys, next time, next time Fuck. we come back from a break, one of us is gonna have a beard, and we've spent twenty years researching black holes. <laughs> oh man. Okay, yeah, that fucking that song is just it's it's all the social commentary that this is America is, but none of the fanfare because they didn't release a you know an amazing video to go with it. Um, well, yeah, I, gonna, do you think... I watched a video of a of a Ivy League professor analyzing that video. I was just saying to Gary, and yesterday. she didn't do super like. Then I watched other people do it. I don't think she did the best job, but I'm not even judging on that. It's just the fact that, like, a fucking Ivy League professor sat down in front of a camera and was like, yes, hello, I'm here to talk about Childish Gambino's new video. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? You know that you had social impact when that's when that's happening. Yeah, the yeah. video's been huge. And, mm-hmm. and, and it's, it's not just kids react to This yeah. Is America well, I, was, I was telling Gary yesterday, I've seen... Where's the Kids Bop version of This Is America? <laughs> kids Bop. You can make a Kids Bop version of Don't that Don't catch a slip it up! <laughs> <laughs> Look, when I whip it out, they're just making well, pancakes. I'm on Gucci. I'm so pretty. I mean, <laughs> half that half that song is like, you know, Kids Bop E, where it's, so, well, you know, the song is, that's, that's the whole form yeah. of it, so you probably could just, like, wash that whole thing oh, and you, make if it you, feel well, not... If you, don't, if you don't watch the video, the song is completely different. If you yeah. don't watch yeah. the video, it's not about social commentary. It's just another average rap song yeah. without the video. Oh, yeah. But it's, it's a catchy rap song, which mm-hmm. is what all rap songs are nowadays, just catchy one-liners. Well, like and his it, work on Atlanta, like, a lot of the throwaway pieces of music in Atlanta are like, yeah, that could that be could on be the radio song, right yeah. now. I'm pretty sure he does songs like the yeah. the one song at, at season one, the Justin Bieber episode, uh-huh. when he like apologizes and he's like he does like at that press conference and then yeah. he just like drops a new song. I'm pretty sure Donald Glover just like wrote that song. Also, how great is that they, they full blown Hamilton Justin Bieber? Oh my! Like they just turned <laughs> Justin Bieber into a black guy in that show. If we're like, turning towards, towards you ever watch Atlanta. If we're turning towards yeah, Atlanta, no, it's it there's like there's an episode where they have Justin Bieber on, but in the world of Atlanta, Justin Bieber's a black guy, and and, and they, they never address yeah, it. Yeah, they like, don't break so the fourth wall. Funny. They don't talk about. They don't even make no. like a tongue in cheek joke. There's literally <laughs> no reference at yeah, all. Yeah, it's just accepted that yeah. Justin Bieber's a black guy. No, on that like show. the line, he's like, Paper "What universe like, does this take place? Is it is it?" Is it the Logan timeline that Justin Bieber's a black guy? (laughs) Shit. He's like, oh my god, it's Justin Bieber. And then it cuts and it's like... And then I watch it, I'm watching the show and I'm like, is this a fucking joke? I'm so confused. Uh, Jaleel White is in that episode too. Jaleel White's in that episode? He's like one of the basketball players for the celebrity thing. Huh. He's not in there for very long and it's not like a huge spectacle, but yeah, Jaleel White is in that Jaleel White has one of the prime examples, I feel like, of trying to buck a stereo, like a a pigeonhole thing. Oh my God. A lot of actors, like they get pigeonholed and they try to do something that changes their perception of that. When Jaleel White had his own sitcom, when he was like grown up, I don't remember what it was called. It was on UPN. It wasn't great. It It was called Did I Do That? (laughs) <laughs> well, I, I felt like they really wanted to emphasize, like, this is Jaleel White, not Steve mm. Urkel. Yeah. And so the first scene of the first episode is him in a tank top buff playing basketball. And I'm just like, wow, he really wants us <laughs> to not. this was UPN? Like, and, then, yeah, was like, okay, yeah. and I'm just like, like, they really want to emphasize that this is not Urkel. Oh, my God. And then later on that same basketball court, he shoots Steve Urkel and kills him. <laughs> and he says, no, I do not have any cheese, Steve Urkel, who is now dead. <laughs> He, sh- he shoots Steve Urkel in the head and looks at the camera and says, did I do that? <laughs> I want to know if he says he's lactose intolerant in that show. As a, as I a, hate cheese. I hate cheese. I'm lactose intolerant. 
Do you like father figures or cops? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh my god. I won't even watch Die Hard. <laughs> so my favorite moment in Atlanta because I, I hate Twinkies, sir. I think Atlanta's where we're at now. I would uh it is is the moment is the episode where it's uh Paperboy on, on the, the show. on the show yeah, yeah. on the the B A N yeah, on the not Montel show or whatever yeah. that is, and and just the whole episode because you sit through this whole episode and like if you're if you're binging it, mm-hmm. it might not seem out of place immediately, but you watch them separately. Like we've seen sitcom this whole time. That's why you're on Oh, we've seen like sitcom, and now we're getting just a complete cutaway episode where yeah. where it's a, one of the characters, just one of them on a TV show with other people, which they do a lot in season two. Actually, they do a lot yeah. of episodes that are like really just self-contained bottle like the teddy yeah. perkins episode right because like, uh, they started to, to bounce out that direction towards the end there's the mm. episode that was just um ness and her and her friend and her yeah. sister so like but they do that whole thing and they just they keep it and it's not they don't rep like the ability to make that not reference it not joke about like the fourth wall like oh yeah because we were just on a tv show the whole time never call back to it just do it it was so there impressive fake commercials in that episode too the oh, fake yeah. commercials yeah the arizona the arizona iced tea commercial. the prices on the can though the prices on the can though well and the, the, <laughs> i think the the running one is the the dodge charger one because there's a dodge charger uh commercial every time they do the commercial break yeah. and they get progressively <laughs> weirder because it's the the car to make a statement without saying anything at all yeah and the last one's like yeah that guy went through a divorce <laughs> second of pause his wife left like they just keep adding things on. It's like the remember the Tide commercials from the yeah. Super Bowl this past year. Uh, yeah, those are so fucking good. With David Harbor. So that episode ends and you hit the credits, and every credit for the first three screens is Donald Glover, mm-hmm. written by, directed by, first executive producer credit. Uh, he did like. Oh, he doesn't direct most of the episodes, but he directed that most, one. Yeah. So that episode gets to the end, and it's just his name over and over and over again. And you realize, like, wait, shit, he wasn't even in the episode at all, mm. but he was all over it. Ah, right. so Have you okay. seen the Teddy Perkins episode? Yes. Which is the one that everyone's been talking about. Is that the one of the new season? Yeah, it's. I haven't gotten to see it. I showed people didn't know that Teddy Perkins was Donald Glover. Like, I showed him... I, I had suspicions while watching it. I'm like, I think this is Donald Glover. And so I, I IMDb'd it, and I was like, okay, it is him. Oh, I thought it was Bob Parley. <laughs> you know... I actually, didn't, I didn't did have you know Bob Marley <laughs> was Bob Parley the whole time? <laughs> it was just That's like also some, that some He's also Kaiser Soze. <laughs> some suburban dad just jokingly did some reggae, and people got really into it. God, wouldn't that be great? Like some Billy Vanilli shit? What, where like, you find out that Bob Marley really is some guy named Bob Parley. <laughs> what's, the, what's the dad from South Park? He, he's actually Randy Lord. Marsh. Randy Marsh. He's yeah. actually Lord. Oh, my that God. Episode. Lord, Lord, Lord. Yeah. <laughs> I am Lord. <laughs> Oh, oh God. God! Let's uh, let's get another song in. Uh, yeah, we can. We can. We should probably give him Redbone. I think we should yeah. give him Redbone. We'll we'll throw you a Redbone. Red Redbone <laughs> Red is a song that everybody knows from this album. Um, it it peaked at number sixteen on the Billboard charts. That's it. Uh, this is America's first ever number one hit. That's I can't um, believe it. But yeah, Redbone, Redbone was everywhere. Red, it was, but it was. Well, Nick, out, I was like, saying was, we live we live in kind of a bubble because when you said that this album didn't even chart that, I was like, how the fuck not? It's the only thing I heard for a month. It moved in its first week. It moved one hundred one thousand copies. That's not. That was it. Um, wow. But yeah, Redbone peaked at number six. Did it what have a, sixteen? Sixteen. Sixteen on the Billboard Hot one hundred. Um, but I think it's one of the best things he's ever made. Yeah. It's such a great fucking song. All right, here is Redbone from Awaken My Love by Childish Gambino. And we're back! <laughs> Jesus Christ. Hey, guys, welcome back. <laughs> What's up, guys? Welcome back. <laughs> Take this opportunity to like us all on Twitter. You can. What do you want to do? Make sure you ring that bell so YouTube knows that we, uh, <laughs> you guys like us. 
Um, since we've already been breaking down a lot, we're just gonna just, we're already in the something brewed segment. Essentially, I think all three of us are drinking this beer by now that are going to, to join in. This is the Founders Solid Gold. Oh, um, I love gold! Oh my god. No one's, <laughs> I, there's no way I could. No one's that. referenced that movie since 2003. It's good, yes, yes, because, because I'm Dutch. So, thoughts on the beer, anyone? It's... Uh, it fucking tastes like beer. No, it's... <laughs> it, it, it does, End though. Review. You know, it's weird. Here's my thing. Here's my thing about Founders. Uh, everything that they do tastes like heavy Grand Rapids water to me. <laughs> like, like every beer true. that they yeah. put out tastes super heavy. Oh and this is God. supposed to be a premium lager. Like, they're advertising it as, like... Like yeah. in the commercial I saw for the advertising is like the comparable to Budweiser. Yeah, that's what this is supposed to be, right? But you're drinking about, oh, this is clearly craft beer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's you know what? It's like if it's you drink fine, but like I don't I don't want a six pack of this. Here's my thing. Fucking you ever been to Perrin Brewery? I've got opinions about craft beer, guys. Parent <laughs> Brewing Grand Rapids. I haven't been like, to Parent. That's have. the like the so only Perrin one. Parent is it's in Comstock Park, technically. Yeah. So it's not really Grand Rapids. But um Perrin uses triple distilled water for their beers. Uh-huh. So their beers are very light and their flavors come yeah. forward. Founders uses Grand Rapids river water, which isn't a bad thing. Like it's mm-hmm. lots of places use their water, but you can taste the sediment in it. Like it's heavy, yeah. it's, it's gross. very earthy, mm-hmm. and like I'm not a big fan of if I want to drink something, like if I'm on a raft or a yeah. boat going down the river, I don't want to drink something that's gonna make me feel ten times heavier afterwards. <laughs> it's gross. I, it's not a big fan of I, founders, you guys got a great space. I really like <laughs> I like a lot of your employees, but your yeah. beer is just not for me. I uh I don't I like fuck founders is I guess what I want to say. Um, I like a lot of the employees, a lot of the people there are good, but yeah. just the that the company as a whole is kind of doing the most sellouty thing you can do, which is not literally selling out, which they did do. It's uh, <laughs> they got a really popular beer and it was all day and they shoved it in every market in the United States and so and across they're the, world. the they're the all day IPA brewery to most people. Yeah, and for me that sort of you lose. You lose the craft beer idea when it's like, well, we, we're, a, we're a one-trick pony, and mm. you just shove it everywhere. It's like, so you don't really care about developing, you know, anything One thing you don't else. want to do is shove it everywhere on a pony, I'm telling you. I think it should kick real quick. And so this one is like, the yeah, now that we're doing that, let's give them, let's give them a lowest common denominator beer or the best goal at it. Like, hey, this is the one that your dad won't hate. <laughs> he yeah, will hate dad, it. He will hate he will, it. Like, he won't like it. He will, he'll drink it and be like, this is shit. Go, At least it's beer. And it's like, you know yeah. who also hated every black person in America. I don't know why black people are so scared of craft beer. I, every time yeah. I, when I used to work, in, all like, they have is founders. Like when I worked in bars in Grand Rapids and stuff, like I'd have black people come in and they would just be like, "Hey, you got any Corona?" And we're like, "No." It's like, "Well, I want to drink that craft beer shit." <laughs> just like, well, yeah. it's like that. Uh, I mean, to kind of bring it back to Atlanta and the, yeah, the it's Bin the episode. Sketch in that episode, the, the black dude that identifies as like a, a twenty, oh. a thirty-year-old white man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, he's like which, in the mirror practicing like. His his white things and yeah, he's like, he he's, have you listened to the newest Dave Matthews Band album? <laughs> yeah, he, he thinks he's what me. What IPAs right? do you have? On I miss tap? Colorado. <laughs> yeah, I have a big brown leather belt. What IPA do you have on draft? And it's like he walks by oh, and fuck, sees that's like literally me. He sees like the black dude being arrested and he's like, it was him, officer. I've never seen him in my neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> it's which it took me a second watch to hear that the guy in the background says kind of quietly like. I called them. <laughs> <laughs> Give me credit where credit is due, like, I called them. <laughs> I don't know. I think white people on the phone is the new fear of black people right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't have a barbecue, man. Oh, yeah, oh my was... God. Did you hear about that, Garrett? The woman who called the 
cops for some black guys having a barbecue. Yeah. Hear about the fucking New York lawyer guy at the Mexican restaurant? Yeah. He was saying a bunch of racist oh, shit. Oh, God, what a piece of People shit, People are man. trying to get him fired. That's the, that's the only real social good that social media is producing is is some Outing sort of... Outing these kinds of yeah, people, yeah. Because, like, a lot of it is... It can be nip- manipulated to, to create false narratives a lot of the time, but, like, mm-hmm. when someone takes a video of something like that happening, and that's it, and you mm-hmm. can watch that, like, that guy's not out of context. He's gonna, like... Oh, yeah. He's going to try and tell people he's out of context. He said he was being a racist. Like, that is not out of context, <laughs> sir. I, you had a stressful day or something. Wow. That is not how that works. I've had a stressful dude. day. I've never started calling people names based my on favorite, their race. My favorite part of that whole video is, like, how somebody... Like, I've had times where I've heard something so racist that I'm just, like, shocked by it. Mm-hmm. And, like, there's a woman at the end of that video who you can tell is really shocked by how racist this guy is. Because he goes on his rant. And if anybody hasn't heard the video, it's a guy who goes to a restaurant and he's pissed off because the cooks at the restaurant are speaking Spanish. And he's yelling at them saying they should be – they're in America. They should speak English. I'm going to call um, ICE officers because I bet they're all undocumented. Uh, my bills or my taxes go to pay for their welfare that they're on. They're leasing off the government. Like, he just – every Mexican stereotype he hits. And then at the end as he's leaving, you just hear a woman who's filming it say – Wow, you an asshole! <laughs> oh my god! It's like it's like I, I've had that moment to me hundreds of times where I'm just like, holy shit, this person's horrible. Yeah. Best amazing. part of that whole story: the next day outside of his house, five mariachi bands I were standing that. outside of his house playing mariachi music all day. Oh, that's <laughs> oh incredible! Oh, I love it. I, I'm but sure. But anyway, this beer. I say yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, it's it's beer. It's beer that tastes like beer, but it's like. It's like they don't even don't, know what regular beer tastes I've like. I've never even understood this. This is a current trend is like trying craft breweries trying to make the craft beer that is super accessible to people who aren't into craft beer yet. And it's like I get wanting that step, capturing that market. But yeah. it's like if you're trying to make Budweiser and you do, I'm just going to buy Budweiser though yeah, yeah. because it's cheaper. It's cheaper yeah. like, <laughs> and people know it. You're yeah, like that's it. all I really want of this. So like, eh, also, get, I just realized I forgot to give uh, – Oh, Awaken shit, My yeah. Love, a rating. Yeah, uh, some sort of arbitrary rating for Awaken My Love. Just so, like, if you guys haven't listened to all the episodes, like, that's a thing that at first we're going to do this every time. And then, like, we, half of the like, time we forget. Six episodes later, Nick was like, wait, are we supposed to give things ratings? And I was like, I don't know if we have or haven't been. <laughs> so it's probably half of all of the things have been rated. Yeah. I edit these episodes, put them up online, and then proceed to forget everything that I ever talked about in every episode before this one. So, Mike, Awaken My Love. I give Awaken My Love 1,863 shirtless Gambinos. Hey, <laughs> that's good. That's good. That's good. That's incredible. It's the year the Emancipation Proclamation signed. I know. Was signed. <laughs> 1865 uh, is when Lincoln yeah, was Mike assassinated. Mike Logan just winked after saying that. <laughs> <laughs> like, we need some sort of, like, for the viewers at home, or the listeners at home, there's a really <laughs> solid wink after. <laughs> there's one thing I'm really good at, it's winking. I'm fucking fantastic okay. at it. It plays Harder real great think. in an audio medium. <laughs> I've got, so I've got the, you've got the subtle wink, which is, you know, one of those. Right? He winked got subtly. The, I just saw a girl wink, which is one of these. Ooh, you went <laughs> and then you've got the um, the over the top cartoonish. This plan's gonna go great. Wink. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's pretty good. Uh, with I the wish you see this. I wish you see it. Well, I think it's been yeah, a lot of time. It's about alone that time. As a child. Uh, I can tell. Yeah, I think we could keep going forever with this one. But this I, is I really fun. Why don't this, this is a really good podcast. Y'all are welcome. And literally any time. Yeah, I think the four of us are going to sit down again for for something else pretty soon, right? Yeah. Yes, we are. Actually. We'll have a chance to hit on hit on different things. So, like, leading into that, um, uh, let's let's do some let's do some plugs. What do you guys have going on? Like, where where can we find your work? Who wants to oh. Garrett? Um, let's start with me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, my, well, Garrett Elzinga. I'm um, 
local comedian um, from Grand Rapids, Michigan. I'm the house MC at Dr. Grin's Comedy Club, if you guys want to come over there and see shows. We have shows every weekend, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. I uh, I also travel for comedy, but it's mostly just emceeing there. So I'd like to get more work again, but... Uh, there's so that if you're looking to hire a comedian. Yeah, you can pretty find much. Gary Elzinger on Facebook. Uh, yeah, I'm Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that good stuff. Garrett Elzinga, G E R R I T E L Z I N G A, and uh, also do a podcast with uh, my co-host over here, <laughs> Nick Lancaster. <laughs> <laughs> Secret podcast. Yeah, you and you and Mike host a show together. Yeah, That's... yeah, yeah. Uh, do you want to talk about? It? You want to take this one? Yeah, sure, whatever. All right. Is that just a, I think that's yeah, you. Okay. I think the ball's we're, been passed to you to we're plug so, in. Right, we're right. so good at this. You should listen to our podcast. You should listen to our podcast. It's worse. <laughs> my name is Mike Logan. I'm from Detroit, uh, Michigan originally, but I live in Grand Rapids now. I'm a professional stand-up comedian. I, uh, I travel every weekend for it. Um, I also run an open mic in Grand Rapids called uh, the Garage Bar Comedy Show at the Garage Bar and Grill. Um, I am a one of two hosts of the podcast, This Better Be Good. Yeah, I'm the other one. That's the other one. He's right here. <laughs> it's a movie-based Shh. podcast where we, uh, as two, I have a, uh, I have a, an education in film. Garrett is a huge film lover. And uh, Wait, we, you went to college for it? Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know that. I feel like maybe I did, but I might have forgot. Yeah, I feel like that would I feel like that would have come up at yeah, some point. Yeah, I don't know. Like every episode, of I have a degree in film studies. I think you said that, and then I was like, "Oh, I took uh, film as lit." Would you in school? two years, <laughs> two times in a row in Michigan high school? State. Oh, nice. Um, so um, the podcast is we. It's called "This Better Be Good." We talk about a movie, uh, a new released film. Uh, before that's in the first half of the podcast and then we go see the movie and then we talk about it after seeing it and that's the second half of the podcast and um you can find that on all streaming platforms uh itunes soundcloud <clears throat> podcast, podcast republic. republic app on uh clearly somebody picked us up the podcast <laughs> republic app on the android store if you don't have an iphone gotcha. um i myself though um i am uh, at ice cold comedian on all social media which is one word ice cold comedian uh that's my twitter my instagram my youtube channel well, my YouTube channel is The Ice School Comedian, and there's a lot of content on there. Um, I do a lot of videos and funny things, and I shoot promo videos for my comedy show at the Garage Bar, which I put up on there. And, you know, fucking follow all my shit, guys. I've got a fan Hell page yeah. on Facebook that has my shows and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Nice. Legit. Uh, Nick, you got anything? Uh, No. All right. All right. <laughs> the uh, Jason Manzoukas of this podcast. <laughs> all right. Uh, I was like, fucking, what's the, the, the Barry Gibb talk show? You got anything you want to add? No, I don't. Uh, cool. Uh, you can find me, Andrew. What do you have on, going on? I'm sorry. You can find me on Twitter uh, at at tweets by Andrew. I've tweeted four times in the last calendar year. We've yeah. seen it. They're not <laughs> the best. all gems. Yeah, not the best. You'll also find around season five of Game of Thrones. I turned into a Game of Thrones. It's actually account. just an elaborate ARG. Yeah. Uh, I'm not real, you guys. Uh, you <laughs> fooled um, me. <laughs> I'm hosting uh, Stand Up on Tap at Bell's uh, first Mondays of every month at Bell's Eccentric Cafe in Kalamazoo, Michigan, um, 9 p.m. I don't know who's on my next show yet because I'm doing a bad job at booking this one. Oh, I got to <laughs> hop on that. But yeah, you should. I'd I'll love to have it. you on. Uh, uh, Mr. Mike Logan headlined last show and did a fantastic job. Nice. It was very fun. It was a very good show. You guys should go out there. It's it a was, beautiful venue. It was a ton too. of fun. 
And uh, yeah, I think that's going to do it for us here. Uh, I'm Andrew J. Pytel. I'm Nick Lancaster. I'm Garrett Elzinga. I'm Mike Logan. And this has been Something Old. Something New. Something Borrowed. Something Brewed. Uh, We'll see you on side B.